Why have humans been shaving their bodies since the dawn of time? What does the North Atlantic Treaty Organization have to do with your life? Let's learn a thing or two. Welcome back to Tuta. We got a special guest here today. You know me, I'm Thomas, but we don't have Matt here today. We have... I'm Tommy Walsh. I'm uh, Thomas and Matt's long-term friend from home. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's always a pleasure. Okay, so you know how this works. We have mm -hmm. a topic. I have a topic. You have a topic. We discuss. Sometimes yeah. they connect. Sometimes they don't. But, you know, we didn't do a seasonal episode for Halloween, which I felt like we should have. And I don't want to do a Thanksgiving uh, Day special because I, I could care less. Yeah. I mean, like, we could talk about the Indians and the Mayflower, all, like, five-year-olds. Can this be the Halloween special right now? This could be. <laughs> I'm dressed up like Tommy, and Tommy's oh, dressed wow. like me. Yeah, we didn't know we were going to match, and then we came in matching, which I think the most, like, perfect way for me and Thomas to have a podcast together is just blatantly match and just run I, off each other. I literally only own one gray button-down shirt. I own two. Oh, well, yeah. see, there's a one in two chance that that would happen. But nice. since I did want to do a seasonal episode, there is the month of November, and there is this concept of no shave November. Oh, yeah. And I knew you would have facial hair, and I know I just shaved. The batteries in my uh, shaver, John, they, they've died, so I'm just, I'm just not shaving in November. Wait, is that, not getting batteries <laughs> is that the reason why you haven't been able to shave recently? Yeah, normally I trim it up a little bit to keep it short, but the batteries died, and it's no shave November, so if I go out of my way to shave in November, like, I'm doing something wrong. Well, I was trying to think, it's like, well, why do we shave in general? Like, the cavemen, they just grow hair. Like, did they shave? But I was doing research, and, you know, the first real documented account of people, like, shaving were the Egyptians. The Egyptians were obsessed with body purification. They'd shave their heads, they'd shave their bodies, they would remove all hairs off their body, and that was just, like, the Egyptian way. I'm just imagining, like, a pharaoh, like Frank from It's Always Sunny, when he puts hands, shaves his body and puts hand sanitizer on himself, like, starts growing around. <laughs> yeah, I'm just imagining, like, some pharaoh doing that, like, in the sand. Well, like, it was, really was it was so important to the pharaohs that, actually, they had a barber within the family. Like, that was how close it was to keep that pure image of no hair anywhere. But it also, it promoted cleanliness. No disease could be spread by a little vermin that got in the hair, like lice. So it was actually a really, like, safe way to live at the same time. And I guess you have to be rich to, like, be really shaved and cleaned. So I guess it's also, like, a status symbol to be, like... The less hair you have, <laughs> like the, the richer naked, you are. Like, the naked body, like, fully hairless. Well, and then we'll, we'll move a little bit into the future. You know, you know who was, like, a good Roman fan of the Egyptians? Good old Alexander the Great. Oh, yeah, he loved him. He advocated for shaving it as well because of reasons including um, war. If you go into war with a beard, it's another way for like someone hair. to yeah. It's another way for someone to assault you, like grab your beard, and they want to avoid that. So he'd advocate shaving. And there's also a theory that the idea of a barbarian comes from the 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 term like barbarism, and that how like having a beard means you're like savagery, hence barbarian. I see it. I 100% see like our standard picture of like a barbarian. Like just a Mongolian like barbarian, full beard, long hair, scraggly. Like, yeah. Or like the, the Celts or whatever. Like they were always, they always had the big old beards and stuff. And like now that I think about it, like I guess everyone had a beard up until a certain point. 
Yeah, it was... Like, people weren't clean-shaven until we invented being clean-shaven. Yeah, like men, at least. So, we go to this point now that... Bye, Matt. Have a nice one, Matthew. Hey guys. <laughs> I gotta put my change in my meter. Are you gonna come back? Um, I mean, it, we'll probably be leaving by that time anyway. Yeah, okay, I have all the footage. Bye. Enjoy your episode. Can you even see me? Yeah, a little bit. Just a silhouette. <laughs> I'll see you guys. <laughs> see ya. These lights really are blinding. Yeah, but it's a good... It, I feel special. Oh, I feel so special. And also, I can't see the TV with my face on because I'm kind of blind, so it's, that's another nice-ass angle of it. Anyway. So, <laughs> Alexander, great. Shave your beard. That's what it goes. And, like, people shave, like, on and off, like, all throughout history. And the next, like, big revolution is then the idea of, like, the barbers with, like, their razors and the flick of the wrist and, like all that and the idea of a clean shaven face but it was like it was expensive mm -hmm. you know you had to go somewhere to get that clean shave so then came the idea of at home razors yeah and um gillette which is still a company today they were a big beginning advocate for that and Gillette gets a lot of hate they do because they, <laughs> they just keep on adding razors to it and charging so much money for their razors. Because it started at like one blade and then like two, three, four. Well, because also for a while there was a, a monopoly in the like bar razor industry. Well, not like a true monopoly, but like more like a coalition of high razor prices. Like an oligarchy. Yeah. O oligopoly. Yeah. Oligopoly. But, Professor you know, Stoll is going to be so annoyed at me if I just mess up what that is. <laughs> such a bad econ major. <laughs> well, okay, so shaving is important, but, like, why do we also shave, like, I mean, I shave my face, but, like, why do women shave their, like, armpits and, like, other parts of their body? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's really controversial on, like, if you're critiquing someone for, like, where they have or haven't shaved, because I didn't really understand this for a while. So, like, when I, I was in, like, probably, like, 10th grade and like I saw a girl with like darker arm hair and I was really taken back to the fact that like she didn't shave it and then like someone was like well you're just the one that's in the wrong like people don't have to shave their body parts and I think most women don't shave their arms they don't shave their arms which I've gotten into debates about which I, I didn't know I thought if you shaved your legs you'd also shave your arms it makes sense but like why not but I, I've done some more research and like you can almost go down to a T the first time women started shaving their armpits. Really? It was back early, early... Some like, aristocrat. Some aristocrat for sure. It was Sears. The Sears magazine had an article for a new summer dress that normally it was very covered. Mm -hmm. But it was a dress that exposed the arm and the model had her hand up like this and wow. she had a shaved armpit. So it implied that like if you wore these new summer dresses that were more revealing that you were to shave... Imagine being the first one to shave it. Like, what? Like, shave your armpit? But the thing is, like, it was this whole Because no one else expected you to have no hair in your armpit up until that point. No. So if you're the first one doing it, you're just making a huge hassle for everyone that follows you. And Because <laughs> now it's, like, against the... If I see you with armpit hair, I'm like, that's not supposed to be there. And, like, that's kind of weird. I don't yeah, know. because normally it's a covered area. Yeah. And then also, later on in another Sears magazine, do you know, like, Dolly... From, um, you know that old... Sheep? No. <laughs> it's um, that old, like, 90s TV show. Um, no, Everyone Loves... Yes, they have the conveyor belt scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, her. I'm aware. I think that's Dolly, right? <laughs> sure. Well, there's a photo shoot where her, for Sears magazine, of uh, shorter dresses in, like, the whole 20s, where more leg was exposed, and then in order to get that look, it was the shaven legs with the sheer... So now... Uh, to fit with those standards, 
you had to shave there as well. And the thing is, the Sears Magazine, where they'd be introducing these new clothing styles, they'd also be introducing new razors for that area. So it was like a joint effort of, here's what you should wear, and then here's the tools to get to that point. That's like really unnerving to me. Yeah, like, it was a whole system. I could do a whole thing on like consumerism and Sears and like how they push different movements, but like it all kind of fell in their hands. Like you just weren't shaving your whole body before and now there's this unrealistic standard that your body shouldn't look like how a human body looks. And it's even to the point where like I was shocked that girls didn't shave their hand, their arms growing up because like I was so indoctrinated <laughs> in that culture. And like that's just pretty bunk. Have you ever shaved with like a subpar razor? Yeah, I it's did. It's the worst experience ever. Well, it's like, oh, but razors are expensive, that's why. I, I mean, yeah, like, there's always, like, five hotel kits in my closet. Like, my dad, because my dad and sister used to travel a lot. So there's, like, always cheap razors. And I tried, what, using one once, my face, and, like, I well, sliced up my neck. It was bad. My dad's all about those disposable razors. So instead of, like, one nice razor that you, like, alternate the heads, he just, like, gets, like, a hundred pack of, like, two bladed, like, you throw out each time. Your dad's much more of a man than I will ever be. <laughs> that is for sure. I mean, it, it's to each their own. But I think it's very interesting. Because also, like, going back to the Egyptians, it's like, it makes sense from that standpoint. It's like the less hair, there's less pathogens and less ability to travel. But also, like, if you're rich and you can afford to shave your whole body, you're probably like, oh, look at these peasants out here with their body hair. Yeah. And what's wild is for a while, like, before the razor, people were still, like, trying to remove hair. Like, mm. but they were using, like, chemicals and, like, burning... Yeah. Ever since, like, people have tried to remove hair, they've been, like, burning it, chemicals, just, like, rubbing it, ripping skin out, tweezing them. It was... First reported case was back in the caveman era of cavemen using two shells as tweezers to rip out unwanted hairs. Why? I don't... If you're a caveman and, like, you're just hunting and gathering and, like keeping your family alive why are you like so concerned about like some hairs dude there's some beauty standards in the stone age that you just don't understand i mean yeah i mean i don't get beauty standards nowadays i certainly don't get those like i just have an untrimmed beard because i don't want to buy double a batteries like i'm just i'm not, not I, the ideal person i just find a lot of friends with a lot of double a batteries yeah well there's there's a lot of controversy on like beard upkeep and like how to do it and my mom loves watching um What's the show with the five gay men that then go around? They and, go around and they, and they make someone's life like better. Uh, it's like extreme home makeover, but just like but someone's like the personality. whole life. Yeah, <laughs> I know what the show um, is. I've seen it before. Wait, your mom watches that? Oh, uh, uh, my whole family. I mean, I watch it. Like, yeah, I've seen it. I've it's seen very, an episode it's a very of enjoyable yeah. show, and someone's gonna kill me for not knowing the name of it. But anyway, uh, so like they talk about like where you should start shaving, like here, and like if you should ever shave up here, and like my mom like takes notes on that, and then she'll like tell me, and I'll be like should like probably like take a shower or something <laughs> <laughs> like fix all this well like when i was shaving yesterday it's like you realize it's an interesting process because you don't want to have anything left obviously yeah. because it looks bad i think i might have something down here there's always but, some stragglers down here in this. but like as you grow up like more you're it just becomes more full mm -hmm. and like hair will eventually like gain more density the more you shave 
I still, I'm a little, pat I don't get too much here. I get a lot here and here, but like, that's it. I get pretty stressed out with my facial hair. I kind of like every day I think about shaving it or keeping it forever. And... Oh, is this a stressful topic for you? Yeah, it kind of is. Am it kind of is. is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when like drastic life changes happen, I like to shave my beard. And then also when I get bored, I like to shave my beard. Which has only been like five times. But... Yeah, you have a lot of facial hair still, so I guess you're doing just pretty fine than in life. <laughs> That's, that's quite the assumption to make, Thomas. It's quite the assumption. Well, uh, I mean, just keeping it short and simple, that's pretty much all I have oh, for the shaving. So we can move on to whatever you're hitting us with next. <laughs> so my topic's a little unconventional, I guess, as far as, um, as far as T-Top goes. But so the governance of NATO is a really interesting, <laughs> is a really interesting set. So you, like, I I feel like it's a fine thing to do because like I personally don't know the governments of NATO. And I don't I feel think like anyone knows as American citizens and just world citizens. Like, it's a good thing to know. Yeah, it is something good to know because like, let's say like someone gets randomly attacked at like you don't re like Spain. Spain got attacked. Like you probably think about if you want to go to war or not over Spain. Like you have to because NATO. So, like, oh yeah, but to NATO, if, your life. if anybody in Europe goes to war with anyone, we all have to jump on board. Yeah, Article Five. It's like the uh, yeah. Well, well, France in two thousand four actually uh, didn't do that. It was after nine eleven attacks. The U.S. called a uh, Article Five, and um, then they were like, no, like this is clearly like an unjust war. Like we're not going into Iraq. Which, in hindsight, was a very good call. But that's why the whole Freedom Fries became a thing. <laughs> freedom Fries are, like, that's pretty funny that, like, people tried changing French fries to Freedom Fries. Like, I just find that comedic. There's a lot of things that happen, and then the, Amer the American response is so drastic. And so, like... Freedom Fries? Like, what? The French don't go to war with us, therefore they're no longer French Fries, which they were never from France in the first place. <sighs> It was, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it was such a mess. But anyway, so the part that I find funny about NATO is that all the countries in it send a delegate, and those delegates go and they meet, and then they can elect a president of NATO. That president of NATO can decide what the topics are for that year. They can like vote on resolutions. They can do all this stuff. And it's always a European. The president's always European. And then there's the Supreme Allied Commander in Europe, which is always an American general that just has, like, supreme power over the president and all the governance so like the only position that matters is like the highest ranking u.s general in europe because no matter how much all these like delegates in europe like no matter how much like the belgian party wants to do something like it just doesn't matter it always the US falls on the ge u.s it. general yeah so i mean i guess when you look at it like historically like why it exists for like the u.s protection of europe but it's really not an equal relationship when you look at it as equal but it's just, like, so blatantly wrong. <laughs> well, it was formed after World War Two. Yeah, yeah. To, to counteract the Russians. Um, yeah, it was pretty much an anti-Russian yeah. thing. It, it was, was like, like Russia's a big communist right now, and, like, they still have the wars of, like, revolution. And uh, we don't want to, like, get involved with that, so let's all team up. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely good for, like, the European countries, because, like, they couldn't protect themselves. But I just find it crazy that in this day of age, we have such an unequal system set up for, like, the protection of our allies and friends. Do you think NATO's outdated? Do you think it should be dissolved at this um, point? I love NATO because I love the European Union, and I would be, I don't know, I feel like a stronger NATO could help the EU. But I don't know much on the topic, so I really don't know how Europeans feel at all about it. Now, I, um, 
as an American citizen, I have no clue what the Europeans feel about NATO. Well, you're also a European Union citizen. Oh, wait, I am a Belgian citizen so, as well. So, I don't take that excuse at all, and I want to hear your opinion on it. <laughs> um, I feel like, oh, in that case, uh, I feel like NATO is important for certain aspects. I feel like when it comes to maybe waging a desert land war in northern <laughs> Africa, it's um, maybe unnecessary. It's kind of overkill. Yeah. But, like, for, like, larger conflicts of maybe Russia and Crimea and issues that are hindering on the edge of well, a big war. You're implying NATO would actually do something about that. Well, I know deep down NATO is not going to do anything. That's the point of NATO. NATO is there as, like, hey, we're all in this together. Yeah. Because you, cause outside NATO, you pretty much just have Russia and China. Mm-hmm. And then you have North Korea. But it's not really North Korea. They're not an issue, but it's, it's NATO, which is the U.S., all of Europe, and then you have Russia and Canada China. as well. Oh, and Canada. It's in um, NATO, yeah. North Atlantic. Okay. You know, but, um, yeah, no, it definitely, like, it, it's kind of crazy that we keep these a lot of these systems in place, but also it's kind of nice because, like, I don't think Donald Trump would, like, go help out, like, our Portuguese brothers in arms if they were attacked or something. So, like, I think it's important that, like, no. <laughs> we keep this stuff in writing so it gets passed on. From generation to generation. I, I think at this point, NATO is very... Like, it has it has some power. Like, mm-hmm. it does some stuff when it's needed. But a lot of the time, it's more of symbolic. Yeah. Of a, a togetherness, a union of the forces. I mean, back then, it was a togetherness and union against communism. Mm-hmm. I mean, not so much now. I mean, still a little bit. We... we Still not a fan of communism. We never became a fan of communism. Yeah, thumbs down on the communism, unfortunately, here from the States, which is <laughs> quite upsetting. But uh, what do you expect? Um, at one point, actually, to go back on the France topic, at one point the headquarters was in France, and then France backed out of NATO, which was really uncomfortable for like the NATO headquarters located in France. So they had like, emergency, like, get all their stuff together and, like, get to Brussels, like, really quick. Because like, now, new... now it's in Brussels. Yeah, now it's in Brussels, but that's only because, like, France kicked out NATO in, like, I think, like, 67 or something. Like, way back in the day, like, France was like, yeah, we're out of this. We don't, we don't want your Anglo-Saxon military dictatorship or whatever. And they left. But they're back in it now. They changed their mind? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're back in it, but they still didn't listen the one time Article 5 was called, so... I mean, how often is Article 5 called? I think that's the only time. Yeah. I, well, I think that was one of those things that they're like, oh, we're using this system. We're, uh, we're actually going to follow through with this. Oh, God. The Iraq War is so, in hindsight, like learning it from, like, as, like, from a student perspective is like, so upsetting. It was, um, it was a reactionary war, in a sense. It seemed pretty normal. Like, as a kid. <laughs> yeah, it was like, It seemed oh. like the thing to do was just, like, go to war. But now, like, in hindsight, we're like, oh. like, we've been in our, we've been in Afghanistan for, like, 17, 18 years. Yeah. Like, not to go all hippie, but it's a long land war. And I forget pretty often that American troops are at war in Afghanistan. Like, t- who even knows that? Like, No, at this point, it's like... It's like such a generational gap. It's like that yeah. was when we. I don't really know. Is it still we're fighting for? The, Sorry, like, it's got it's got like pretty anti-war, like, but I don't I don't know what we're fighting for. You don't know what we're fighting for. Those troops on the ground don't know what we're fighting for. Like, you know, that's an it's an interesting thing though. It's um yeah there well there could be 
troops on the ground now that are our age who have no clue why we're there. Yeah, there's now people fighting Afghanistan that were born after the war in Afghanistan started. Yeah. We're just in an endless global conflict. And what's interesting about that is that's a whole, like, psychology thing, too. Because it's, like, this theory that uh, over time, if a bunch of people do something and everybody just follows along, like, at one point, the whole the whole original party that was there is gone, and now it's just a bunch of people who are following the people before them. Yeah. But they don't know the real purpose. You can probably find the statistics of that just by looking at the turnover rate of Congress since 2003. Or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of upsetting. I mean, it is really upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, war's not good. Uh, but NATO, I mean, NATO has good intentions. It makes me happy that they're there. It means that we're all friends. I mean, yeah, I don't think the U.S. would ever declare Article 5, but I'd be pretty upset if, like, Poland was invaded. We just sat by and didn't do anything. I think it would be... Like, the last four times that Poland was invaded. <laughs> it takes us a little bit to get the gears going. Yeah. I'm curious, though, to see if... Well, I mean, no, I'm not curious. I don't want us to go to war. But, like, if a European country were to declare and they call Article 5 on us, are we just like, yeah, absolutely, we're there? Like, where? how far does American solidarity go? Oh, well, we're not going to attack ourselves. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I don't know, there's a lot of controversies between the EU and the EU getting a unified defense force and NATO. Because with the UK out of the European Union, then the US can't like put it put its policies so deep in there, and so now you see like a lot of things like Macron just said like let's start unite uh, United European Union Defense Force, United Defense Force, so, some something along those lines, and so uh, like if the European Union militarizes under a single entity, then I could see NATO being a part of the past, because then you would get intertwining allyships. And I think they would just rather be European than American, yeah, I, which would be sad to see. But well, it's I interesting that European you have Union. you have like you the United Nations, NATO, and the European Union, mm-hmm. but like they all do different things. That the only point of NATO was kind of like North North Atlantic and Europe. Yeah. But if then they Europe builds their own force, then it's. Oh, so we have copycat... I should have mentioned this earlier. We have copy, copycat alliances in, like, every region. <laughs> so, like, there, there's one for, like, uh, Australia, New Zealand, uh, like, a lot of Central America's under one. So, like, if a lot of countries get invaded, like, we're there. Well, it's like... In and, si- and it's so, like, an attack on New Zealand, like, does that really count as an attack on the U.S. since we're in this treaty? And if it's attack on the U.S., does that mean it's attack on the U.S. where the people in NATO have to come? So, like, we've intertwined ourselves in, like, most of our allied countries. This which, is... I mean, like, if someone attacks South Korea, like, you're not just going to stand out doing anything. No. You know, like, they're good people in South Korea. I feel like this is, um, like, the world's game of Civ Five, where, like, America all of a sudden, like... Diplomatic victory. <laughs> did uh, a diplomatic, like, we will, um, like, like, a defense treaty. It's mm-hmm. like, if you attack, but they did it with the whole game. Except yeah. for, like, two countries. No, it, it really is that way. I mean, some of them, like, are less defended than others, like, clearly. Yeah. Because, like, you're not going to get the same effort for, like... Well, when you have U.S. having your back with the biggest army, like, it has more military spending than the next five countries combined, it's, like... That's 12, I think. Oh, 12? Well, in that case, like, if someone's like, yo, we're the U.S., we got your back, it's, like... Cool. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to get our own back then. My secondary topic was going to be on aircraft carriers. 
So the U.S. has 11 aircraft carriers, which is about the amount the rest of the world has combined. The thing is, the United States counts its aircraft carriers as supercarriers, and we count our regular aircraft carriers as, like, some other name that's, like, some bureaucratic name. So in reality, we have, like, 23 aircraft carriers, if you're comparing everyone's aircraft carriers the same. We have, like, a bunch of, like, helicarriers, but some people think that a small nuclear bomb hitting, like, a NINS-class super aircraft carrier would not sink the aircraft carrier. Like, these things are massive. <laughs> I think they're, like, four acres. Four acres? Yeah. They're nuclear power. They can run forever. Oh, ever since, like, we got nuclear power into our military, like, things just go endlessly. It'd be so cool if we had, like, civilian nuclear-powered stuff, like a nuclear-powered cargo ship. Imagine the things it could carry. We th- we would, could do it. It'd be pretty it'd be green, easy. too, yeah. It'd be dumb easy. We just hate nuclear power. And like, I'm some, getting really controversial, I'm yeah. sorry. I mean, like, also, if you do that car- cruise ship, there's this whole idea of, like, Somalian pirates then, like, raiding your ship and taking your nuclear generator, and then... I guess we should only put nuclear bombs on things that can defend themselves from things that want nuclear bombs. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the real solution. <laughs> no, that is a good call. That's a good call. Well, this was a... An interesting conversation. It's a roller coaster of conversation. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it was pretty good. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, always. I love having guests. And we've been trying to do it a little bit more, spice it up, change it up. And yeah, always a a welcome guest. I'm excited. All right. But uh, this was this episode of Two Top. I hope you guys enjoyed and we'll uh, see you guys next time. Have a nice one. This was Two Top, an independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg. Music this episode comes from Lee Rosevere. For more info about this week's episode, visit us at twotoppodcast.com. For general inquiries and feedback, send us an email at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. See you next week for another Two Topics.